Hello listeners, welcome to Switch. This edition has been recorded to mark Mental Health Awareness Week in the UK, a cause which has received great support from the Professional Cricketers Association. Amid the uncertainty caused by COVID-19 and the delays to the start of the season, there has perhaps never been a better time to focus on mental health issues and their impact on cricket in particular. To that end, I'm grateful to be joined by a couple of special guests whose experience and knowledge can help shine a light in the dark. We always like to have a test cricketer on the pod, so in place of Mark Butcher this week is another classy left-hander, former Somerset and England opener Marcus Triscothic. Marcus is well known for his mental health advocacy and sits on the board of the Professional Cricketers Trust, which helps to look after current and former players in times of need. Thanks for coming on, Marcus. I uh, hope you're keeping safe and well. Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Obviously, uh, very interesting times, as we all know. Um, when's it going to end? Obviously, we're hoping for that uh, that call at any point that we can get back out and start playing some cricket. Indeed. Um, I'm also pleased to introduce Chris Paget, who made his debut for Derbyshire in 2004, shortly after completing his GCSEs. Uh, he has since gone on to become a sports lawyer and, after being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, recently founded the mental health charity Milestone, which has partnered with the PCA. Uh, welcome, Chris. How are you doing? Yeah, very good, thanks. Uh, Alan, and thanks, for, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, as, as Marcus says... I think just about getting used to these strange times and, um, yeah, having what now seems to be a, some form of uh, process in place to deal with the days. So, yeah, doing all right, thanks. Indeed. Well, it's good to talk, um, particularly in these, these odd times. Uh, Chris, I thought I, I might start with you. One of the aims of uh, Milestone is around using sport to encourage better communication on, on mental health issues. Um, I wondered if you could sort of take us back to the start of your cricket career and, and um, how that helped shape your subsequent path. Yeah, so I, um, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't a very successful professional cricketer. Um, I think that's the first thing to say. Uh, but I was signed at Derbyshire in two thousand and four, um, and then I was released in two thousand and eight. But so I mean, I achieved next to nothing in the game, really. But it definitely shaped the person, I suppose that. That I am now, and certainly the person, um, you know, it was, it was in my formative years, so it had quite a profound impact. Um, you know, cricket, as, as every, every aspiring cricketer, you know, to, to sign your first professional contract is an amazing thing, and, um, you know, I, I kind of, I relished it, I relished everything about it, but what I can see now looking back is, is that I was not confident or comfortable enough to talk about how, how I was feeling necessarily in, in that environment. I mean, um, you know, Derbyshire at the time weren't a, weren't a, weren't a strong county, um, which was brilliant for a, for a young player. You, you know, you got a huge amount of opportunity, which I got in my, my first year. Um, and maybe in my first year, I was, I suppose, naive to the pressures of professional sport. Um, that kind of fear of failure I certainly didn't have. I was just lapping up every single minute of every single day. I couldn't drive. I was dropped at the ground by my, by my mum and dad and, and I would be there until, you know, until they finished work and could come and pick me up. And I just lived and breathed cricket. Um, and, and looking back now and now I'm a bit older, I can see that actually I lost that. And it's a, you know, it's a hard thing for me to admit, but I lost that, not necessarily that drive, but I, I had this, real fear of failure and this real um 
Yeah, just, you know, the, the big stage. I wanted to be on the big stage, but, but I didn't... Uh, I, it was easier to to say I didn't really care, whereas actually all I cared about was playing cricket. But to, 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 to put that out there would have meant that I exposed some vulnerability and, you know, ultimately if it didn't pay off, um, I at least maybe felt that that was, you know, going to be, be held against me. So it was far easier to be laissez-faire. So, yeah, it really had a massive impact on, on me and, and the person that I became. Um, but maybe uh, because I was able to look back and see the mistakes that I made along the way. You were, I think, Derbyshire's, maybe still actually Derbyshire's youngest uh, championship player, 16 years old, 282 days, something like that. Um, but obviously, as you say, your career ended quite early as well. So um, how, how was that adjustment for you? Um, I, I saw the writing on the wall, I think. Um, I mean, I was only signing one-year contracts at the, at the time and I was injured in my, my final year and I had a, a kind of a bulging disc and and just, I, I don't know, for, for whatever reason, again, this kind of, I think this this, this fear of, this kind of fear of failure that I had um, meant that I just I didn't for whatever reason I don't know immaturity probably but I didn't commit to uh, the rehab as well as I should have done and probably hand on heart could have started playing much earlier than I did and 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 and, and yeah didn't necessarily feel comfortable in doing that um, but I kept all of these feelings very much to myself so um, yeah so I, I, I suppose I saw the I saw, saw the writing on the wall and and was fortunate enough that I was still. I still had one more year left at university up at Durham and um, I suppose made the decision then to properly commit to, to, to studying and, and I was still playing cricket. I still played up in the academy up there and, and continued to play when I, when I left university. But um, I, yeah, for, for a variety of reasons, including the county that I'd just been released from, I, I decided to decided against pursuing a, 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 yeah, a full-blown career in cricket, I suppose. And how did you... Um get from sort of that point to, to where you are now um, in terms of setting up a charity um, focused on, on kind of mental health awareness and issues um, and working with the PCA? Yeah, so I mean, I've stayed in close contact with the with the PCA and, and you know, the, the team there th- throughout from once I left Derbyshire through law school and then, you know, as, as I continued my career in law. Um, yeah, Milestone was... was has been set up for my own kind of personal journey, I suppose. Um, in 2013, 2014, I was given a, a very strong suggested diagnosis for, for multiple sclerosis, um, which at the time I knew nothing about other than it really scared me. Um, and I buried my head in the sand. I, I, I completely ignored everything to do with it. I couldn't even say say the word out loud. I didn't tell anyone other than my, my wife and, and well, my my now wife she was my girlfriend back then uh, and my immediate family um but over time it just had a very corrosive effect on 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 my mental health and the bottling it up that kind of compartmentalizing which is which is very you know, is a very good thing in professional sport um and a very good thing in in business um isn't such a strong um character trait necessarily when you're trying to deal with adversity um and and so things came to head in in 2017 when I got a formal diagnosis and my my mood I suppose I, I was depressed ultimately um, I was drinking very heavily I was 
you know, to the outside world, everything was fine, but but inside things were were falling apart at the seams. And it took an intervention from my wife, um, who basically frog marched me to go and see a therapist and to to try and open up and to try and um, yeah, I suppose engage with 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 my diagnosis and uh, well, not even my diagnosis, actually my my mental state. Um, and yeah, in true. I suppose bloke fashion. I, I I I was so resistant to doing that. I had no interest in 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 seeing a therapist. I had no interest in in talking. I I didn't even believe that anything was wrong, um, but uh, I quickly saw that there was after four or five um, therapy sessions. And and through that and through my process of of, of going through that and beginning to open up to people um, and, and telling people my experience. I really started getting a lot of feedback, uh, feedback back. And that kind of resonated with me. I was like, well, I'm just a very regular bloke who has a very, you know, lives a pretty regular life. And I've gone through all of this. There must be so many other people out there like that. And the more I started talking about it, the more I thought, well, actually sport and the kind of the cultural currency of sport and, and that great, the unifying elements of sport would be a perfect mechanism through which to to try and and help drive and force some change and um and and yeah and so over the next two years milestone was kind of created and, and we launched three four weeks ago so um uh, marcus uh, i mean i guess you would um in some ways you know it, it, everyone's problems are individual but there are recognizable kind of universal traits um when it comes to dealing with um mental health issues um you've been very open about your struggles as a professional cricketer uh, how has that sort of care and support changed um during your time in the game well i guess you know the awareness is obviously the massive part of that you know since the whole journey started for me um and things really sort of kicked off um uh, th- there were things in place, you know. I was lucky enough. I spoke with the PCA straight away when I when I sort of first came back from India in 2006. Um, I was then speaking with a, a counsellor within sort of a couple of days, um, and starting the journey, you know, to to get him back to normal. Um, I've been with that same counsellor ever since. They've I've spoke with various other people along the way and talked to different people um, to try and find different things. But I come back to the same person every time, and and that relationship there is is luckily that, that that's forged over time. But I think that the PCA in particular, they they now have addressed it very well in terms of the, the what they can try and offer to their members and offer to the players out there because I think we all appreciate that it's such a, a wider problem than anybody ever really imagined to start with when, it, when myself came out and other people started talking about it. Um, so gradually over the periods of time and the number of years that the PCA have been going since that time, they've put more and more support and, and different areas. And, you know, it, it now broadens out into gambling, to drug addiction, to um, all sorts. You know, you know, you name it, there's obviously areas that can be tapped in which affect your mental health. So um, it's crucial now that there is uh, the availability of different uh, avenues with counsellors, supporters, um, ways of getting help for for anybody who has different um, and suffer with different problems out there. Um, how at what stage did you, did you start to get involved um, on on that on the care side with, with the professional cricketers trust? Um, uh, you know, and how important you talked. I think about kind of your 
body of work as a player, and, and obviously, you know, uh, the, those the, the numbers at Somerset they'll be they'll long be up on in the pavilion and, and things like that. But also, kind of your legacy being um, with changing perceptions around mental health. How important is all that um, to you? Oh, it's massively important, and, and I think um, you know for a longer generation, a longer term of this whole project. Um, I'm finishing past my career. I think the the mental health side will be the biggest area that I could really sort of help people. Um, you know, my career and scoring runs and taking catches, getting wickets, whatever it me, whatever it was, um, was great. But you know, it's it's matched up against a lot of other people and will be there. But the mental health work is is something I'm still very passionate about and something that will never be able to go away because, um, unlike. A professional sportsman you come to a retirement age and you can't sustain the level as you want to be where this is something that I can still continue to do so um, I started really getting heavily involved in it I suppose it, it started in 2006 publicly for for everybody and that's when I started the journey of telling people probably around sort of 2007 2008 and letting people really know what was going on uh, once I was sort of comfortable and happy enough to sort of admit to myself that I was dealing with this I could then tell other people uh, and start the journey of helping, uh, you know, helping other people. Um, and then during that period of time, from that sort of, you know, that sort of, those sort of years then to uh, 2010, 2012 is when I sort of got a bit more involved. Then people started coming to me for a bit of help, um, wanted to talk a little bit about it when maybe when you play against the odd team, somebody would say, can we have a five minute chat and say, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, and it took a natural progression, really, and I, I started getting more and more involved with the PCA. Um, and then they invited me on to the, you know, what was the Benevolent Fund uh, trustee at that time, um, which is now turned into Professional Cricketers Trust. Um, and I'm and I sit on that now, and uh, and still heavily involved in it. So you do what you can. Um, Chris, you mentioned sort of bottling things up. Why do you think, um, you know, from personal experience from talking to other people, why do you think that is? Is it is it to do with perception? Yeah, I, th- I think uh, yes. I think it's both. Uh, I think it's a, a, a fear of exposing vulnerability. I mean, we live in a world where everyone's running at a, at a million miles an hour, and, and you know, you only have to look around at, at, at social media. I mean, Instagram is, is a is a kind of a great example of 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 something which creates the illusion of this perfect life. I mean, you can take the most beautiful picture in the world, and you get the opportunity to make it more beautiful. <laughs> It's not. It's not reality, um, and and I think that there's a huge amount of baggage that comes with that, um, and 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 I think a lot of it is 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 the way that we're brought up, maybe the the environments that we we put ourselves in, um, and there's a yeah, and things are getting a lot better. I don't think there's any there's any you know doubting. I mean, you know, it takes people like. Marcus, who 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 are in 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 the public light, to take the really bold and courageous step to 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 to, to I suppose let down that guard and to to show people what is actually going on, and and that inspires other people, I think. And um, yeah, it's uh, you know, in my own circumstances, I I bottled things up because I had a deep sense of shame about how I was feeling, and 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 the the. the the, the great irony is that if I had, if I had opened up earlier, if I'd communicated earlier, um, I would have probably alleviated a lot of the the pain and distress that I caused myself and and, and those around me. Um, but for, for 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 whatever reason, and I think it, it is now almost, you know, I, I think I could say 
pretty categorically that it was the, the shame and the fear of judgment um, that prevented me prevented me doing it. And, and that's one of the, you know, that's, that's one of the reasons why why milestones being set up is to try and is to try and normalise the conversation around mental health to try and. To, sh- to shine a light that it's okay to not always be a hundred percent. You know, everybody has mental health, whether you like to admit it or not. And just like everybody has physical health, there will be points in our day, in our week, in our months, in our you know, in our lifetimes, where where we don't feel a hundred percent in control or a hundred percent okay with 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 something or how we're feeling. And 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 the more we can encourage people to to to, to communicate that within whatever the support networks are that they have around them it doesn't have to be a great public display of of of, of that uh, of those feelings but the more you can let people in um yeah there's just a massive difference that that can make and i think we've talked about with milestone using kind of um the dressing room the sporting and uh, dressing room as a, um, an example i suppose the perception um cliched is that that's quite a kind of a macho environment but actually um, I mean, that's also for a lot of people a great support network. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, Marcus can talk to this far far better than I can. But you know, when you're when you're in a, a changing room, whether that's as a, a club cricketer, a school cricketer, or, or a professional or an international player, you're surrounded by people that you spend an awful lot of time with, and you build very strong relationships with those people. And you know, in the the and, and you go through so much with them. You go through the highs, you go through the lows, you go through all of the hard work that gets you to places. And and yes, I, I'm not sitting here saying that the changing room is, is a place where you can expose vulnerability. You can't. But I think the cricket changing room is slightly different. I think the pressures that come with a sport like cricket where it go you know, it takes a long time to play. It's a team sport but but very heavily um you know, individual performance orientated as well. I think the the, the conversations are, are more open around. You know, everyone talks about form. You know, I'm not in great nick. I'm not in all that kind of stuff. But you know, th- there's no reason those conversations can't happen in in and around our mental health. And, and so, you know, I suppose the reason the milestone is using the analogy of the changing room is because it's something that everybody can relate to. And that support network, that having each other's back, the kind of celebrating when you win and commiserating when you lose. Um, and so, yeah, that's what we're looking to do and, and looking to, to, to try and recreate those familiar and the positive aspects of it. And granted that, you know, you know, maybe showing vulnerability isn't necessarily something that is immediately thought of in the, in the change room environment, but, but equally, I think that's probably changing. Um, so, yeah. I mean, Marcus, uh, obviously, last summer was your was your last one in the in the Somerset dressing room. Um, how important are those relationships um, with your teammates and being able to to talk openly about uh, problems and issues? Well, they're they're vital in in helping you with your cricket, in helping you with your life and things like that. But it it really comes down to that trust. You know, you you'll have potentially one or two people in that sort of changing room environment where you potentially can feel a bit more open that you can explain something and, and it might be one of the the senior guys that you've known for 15 years and you've built a relationship with on the field off the field um, and shared it but for me I, I, I could use this interestingly but it was quite an easy thing for me to do I didn't feel like it was a problem for me to do and and I appreciate that's not the same for everybody because it's it's so individual how people cope with this but I felt better by telling people what was going on 
uh, especially in the change room, because then we could um, laugh and joke about it, um, normalise it as much as we could do, um, and really take the sting out of it almost, you know, by, by becoming a bit of a... Uh, a joke within the change room of the problems that I had, um, it definitely helped just ease that little bit of pressure on it for me. Um, because I could tell the truth, I could let everyone know, lads, I need to disappear off and see somebody, you know, see my, my psychologist today, I'm really struggling at the moment. Um, and that, that worked great for me. Um, I also played with other players who never mentioned a word in the changing room to any of their, any cricketing friends um, and in that environment because they just didn't they didn't want to they just and, that, and that's fine because that's the, their way of dealing with it um, but it, there's no right or wrong way it's just whatever way you find you can cope yeah I mean it seems that there, sort of every individual has uh, requires different solutions so could you actually just sort of walk into the changing room and say look lads today's not a good day and 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 that would sort of communicate to everyone kind of how you were feeling no, I, it would, I would never go as far as just walking into that environment. I would. There may be a point within the day. Um, I remember there was one time specifically as we were in the middle of pre-season. Uh, I was captain at the time, and I, I made a team chat. I, we had a team chat, and I said, "Lads, I'm not going to be around from two o'clock. I've got to disappear off to see my psychologist. I'm just having a bit of a rough time. So, you know, any reason why I'm not here, you know where I am, um, and go from that way." Um, other times, you know, you would you'd mention it. Um, there was one time I was batting with somebody else at the time, uh, and we were both playing well, and we both came into the middle bit and said, "I feel awful," and he said, "Yeah, I'm feeling dreadful at the moment as well. I'm just not coping with it very well at the moment." And we didn't talk about cricket for about the next sort of half an hour. Every time we met in the middle, we just talked about, "Yeah, what's wrong?" You know, he said, "Well, this has been going on, and then this is going on. I'm not sleeping." And it's like that, but that's the relationship we had. We had a great relationship that we could communicate in different ways, even. Uh, you know, even when it was happening out there in the middle, so um, you, you forge these understandings, and uh, you know, people, it become, a, as I said to you, it become a bit of a laughing and a joke at times. Because always people thought I was going mad, um, hence a, a new nicknames sort of come out of mad fish and things like this. Um, but that that was all part and parcel of it, and, and that that helped me because it became normal, simple, laughable. Um, realizing that it's not you on your normal day to day life, this is not you. It's just you know you just deal with these sort of problems. So on on field therapy as a sort of a, the next step. Um, <laughs> um, some, some of the numbers uh, are quite striking. Last year, I think eighty five PCA members, uh, including forty current players, were diagnosed with. Uh, related issues, um, mental health related issues, uh, up from 72 in 2018 and 59 in 2017. Um, I mean, Chris, should we sort of see those figures in a positive light and that more people are willing to come forward and, and be open about these things? Yeah, I mean, I think so. But I would say that those figures are probably on the low side as well. I mean, that, that that's still working on the assumption of you know, they're still on the low side, I would suggest, for playing staffs of, well, I'm not sure what player staffs are now, 20, 25. Um, and, and, you know, I, mean, I think there's about 400, uh, <coughs> about 400 um, active players, uh, something like that on, on um, the PCA. So that's about 10% if there's 40 current players. But yeah. But, but, the, but the reality is, it's, it's not a, it, there's no, it, it's not necessarily. A, a lifelong condition what you what what those players are going through and I think that's the point and it, it's not you know to label something as depression or to label something as addiction 
it's, I don't personally think is, is particularly helpful. I mean, I, I have to say I'm no expert in this. But my, you know, my founding of, of Milestone as a, as a charity has come from my own experiences, but I've brought in experts around me to try and to, to help deliver what, what we need to do. So I, I, I can't talk knowledgeably other than knowledgeably about my own, my own experience, but, 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 but I, I know that I have a propensity to, 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 uh, I suppose, have struggles with my mental health, but that doesn't define me as a as a person. So, because there are eighty players that have come forward to seek help, that that has to be seen as a good thing, and and there has to be the the the, the channels through which that support can be given, and that has to be right at the very top from the England team right down to you know right down to to, to academy guys, and and you know I mean maybe it's more of, it's more I, I'm not the one here asking the questions, but you know Marcus when when you were you know, when you came out and you were far more public about it, I, I imagine that created a far, or I can't imagine, did it did it create a, a safer environment for people within Somerset to be able to, to, to be more open about how they were feeling? I, I guess so. Well, well, some did and some didn't. I played with various people, you know, within our team would come and openly talk to me about it, didn't want to tell everybody else, but would... Was just like to sit down and, and discuss it. Um, there was one person who, who we, I played with only came out when in about the last month when he was about to retire, and I had no idea in you know in picking up the signs on, on what was going on. Um, but it, it, it's definitely in the last few years as it's gradually got more and more talked about, and there's more and more support out there. Um, I think it's it's been easier for people to then come and say, right, I, I just need a little bit of help with something because it's not quite right. I'm not sleeping or I'm not eating or I'm not dealing with this very well and can I get a bit of help for it? And, and you're right, you're absolutely right because some people suffer with you know a mental health problem who it sort of reoccurs. Mine's very situational, so when I feel um, something happens and it sort of sparks off and, and sort of grows in that sort of fashion. Other people might be they've, you know, we could anything that a bereavement, uh, problems at home, whatever it would be. Um, and it's, it's very individualized to everyone else. Some people get it for three weeks, four weeks and never suffer with it again. So, you know, look, you, you are never defined by this. Of course not, but you do learn. Uh, and for me, who's someone who I don't think it'll ever go away, it'll just be someone who just, I manage the way that I am when it feels bad. Medications, uh, therapy, all these sorts of things that come along that really make a difference for me. Um, I mean, do you get the, the, the sense that because sport and um, the sort of pressurised environment that people work in, um, that it has become actually sort of leading the way in, in this conversation? Um, I, I, think, I think we'd like to think that we are doing our best. Uh, and cricket itself has really made a big impact because it's not just in England that we've seen people talk about it. There's been many of, uh, of somebody in Australia, you know, talking about the problems that they've had still playing there's still a few guys who come out and say look I need a break and mentally I'm I'm struggling at the moment who are right at the top of the game you know fringes of international current internationals um it's just it's just become a little bit more okay to to talk about it isn't it and and to let people know um and if we can then impact other sports around the country around the world um and public in general then we are doing a good thing to know that we've uh, we're impacting and making a difference yeah, I think um, Glenn Maxwell took time out, didn't he, over the Australian summer. Um, recently, we heard from, from Don Bess, uh, Marcus, your teammate at Somerset. Um, he described sort of breaking down last summer 
um, having gone from playing for England a, a couple of years ago then to not being able to get in the, the first team um, at Somerset uh, he, I think he said he spoke to you at the time and, and are you still sort mm-hmm. of in a, a dialogue? Very much so um, we did something uh, very similar to this you know um, obviously building up for, with Mental Health Awareness Week and um, the continuation of, of letting people know that you know there's someone else who struggles or there's someone else who struggles Dom's been very open in, in the last sort of few months about his problems um, and how long they've been going on from the school age all the way through to now play international cricket he's talking about sitting out the back of uh, you know in one of the offices waiting to go into back crying his eyes out to our to our uh, sports psychologist you know these, these are real problems and, and this goes on in everyday life in, in people's works in offices you know, the work is happening in the office, people are sat crying in the toilets, it's absolutely no different. And don't think for a minute that it is, um, just because we're professional sportsmen or we're any different. But, you know, Dom is great, because it's, it's again, it's, it's leading on again, it's, it's someone else taking on the mantra, and someone else sort of building on a current international England player um, who will have an international career for a good period of time. He's now talking about it at an early age, which is a great thing. Um, it's funny because I remember one thing when uh, when I sort of first opened up about it, um, and the you know the journey about what it was going to be like. And someone said to me then that you will have a massive impact in what you're going to do, and you wouldn't believe the amount of journalists and uh, reporters that came up to me straight away after I talked about it. I said, "Oh, brilliant! Yeah, I suffer with the same sort of problem." You know, um, you know, you're so frightened of it at the time because you know you're you're in under scrutiny from these sort of people, but. You know, it happens to loads of people, and it happens to so many different people. Um, we're just lucky we talk about it, and you've got someone like Dom carrying on um, and taking it forward from here. I and mean, Chris, is it important to sort of remember that young players are not necessarily as, as fearless as they're as they're made out to be? Yeah, I, I think I think that's right. I mean, I, I, you know, also you know, young players look to senior players for for for, for direction. I think. I mean, again. I'm, this was also a young player quite a long time ago, uh, and the changing room I'm sure has changed a lot since I I was was in it. But yeah, you look to you look to those people. There are always those role models within 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 any team, whether that's uh, you know at Sheridan's the firm I'm at. There are people within that who are who are leaders, and you look up to and you respect, and the way that they conduct themselves and the the, the way that they. Yeah, they, they they carry on is is the way that you know will influence young people coming through, and I'm sh- it has to be the same, I'm sure, in in the sporting environment. I mean, I actually had a, a a good chat with with Luke Sutton about this the other day, and we we're talking about at what at what point do you uh, we 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 pose the question on our on our podcast, which we're about to launch. Um, about where, where do you think the difference is best made in terms of you know trying to force change through and trying to improve? Is it at the bottom with the young guys coming through? Or is it at the, at the top? Um, and Luke's view is that it's, it's it's right at the very top. It's the the England guys, um, and and that then trickles through. And I think that that probably has to be right, doesn't it? I mean, you know, again, when I was at, at Derby, we didn't have anyone playing for playing for for England, but. You know the the overseas at the time, whether it be Michael Divnuto or, or, or Chris Rogers. You know the, the 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 way that they could hold the dressing room because of who they were. And if if you've got senior people like that within a within an organisation within a team, who are who are open to 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 showing some vulnerability and, and and not being this kind of perfect model professional all the time, or what the perception of a perfect 
model professional might be, then I think that has to have a, a massive impact. And so, yeah, someone like Don Best is, 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 I'm sure will have a profound impact just like, like Marcus did or still does. I mean, so that's one thing that seems striking or that seems to come through again and again is that this is an ongoing process. It's, it's not just sort of, uh, you uh, admit to something or, or uh, tell people about something and then kind of it, it goes away or, or, or is dealt with. It's the, the talking about it regularly and, and being, um, open to, um, communicating about your, how you're feeling and, and what your current situation is, is, is all part of, um, the process, Marcus. Well, I, I, I'd say, again, that's very individual because, you know, some people will want to come out and say, look, I'm struggling with this, um, and then not to go dwell on it too much after that. It is, it's up to you, really, isn't it? But um, it helps me by, by keep continually talking. Um, and I know, you know, over the journey that I've taken in the last sort of 15 years with it, that it, it clearly helps other people, you know, from the amount of, you know, the emails or messages you, you get or people tapping you on the shoulder about it, which is great because that's what we, we sort of set out to do. If, if we were helping one person in the journey uh, feel better about themselves or feel better with their mental health or, or get help from somewhere, then we knew then that we'd uh, we've kind of succeeded. So uh, over the time, I'm sure there's been many, many more, but um, it's a continuation. It's like, what else can we do? What Where else can we, can we go? How much more awareness can we keep... Uh, provoking um, and the continuation of uh, of podcasts like yourself or uh, radio interviews, TV interviews, whatever we can do. So, um, you know, we've got to keep striving because obviously there's a continuation of people still suffering with problems. I, I, was, I was just going to say that it's it's the, the, the normalising of the conversation is, of course, incredibly important because it's, it's arguably the first step. But the, the big the big question is, what support is there there and it is that support there when people need it it's not just about talking about it it's about having you know structures in place about having you know actually you know processes in place to to, to help people and that's where the pca you know within cricket are, are, are fantastic and you know of course there's more that can be done but you know i think is you know it's uh, in terms of sports leading the way, and I'm obviously biased because I, I, cricket's my kind of, you know, my, my, my main love as a sport. And I, I, you know, tried and failed at, at playing professionally, but, you know, I think, I think, you know, there's a, there's still a lot to be done, but, but, but within cricket, I think, you know, on the whole, I think the PCA are doing a fantastic job. Um, I wanted to touch on the, the current situation that uh, obviously, coronavirus lockdown um and the importance of of talking uh, in sports people perhaps more than uh, the rest of us in other walks of life are used to being outdoors and, and that hasn't been possible over recent weeks have have either of you you know got the sense that um people have been looking uh to to talk more about those issues and to to reach out um when when they've needed uh someone to to uh, chat with uh, from, from my side I think yes I think it's you know it's obviously uh, it's very much on people's radar at the moment life is um, very different to how we might we might know it normally um, and you know for for, for people in, in certain situations you know who are who are literally stuck inside I think it, it has to be has to be you know incredibly incredibly challenging um, and you know it's 
I think the world will be a very different place once we come out of uh, when we, once we come out of COVID nineteen. Um, in, in whenever that may be, I think the the awareness to what is important in life um, will. I think it shines a very sharp focus on that, and and actually the importance of 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 looking after yourself in whatever way that might be physical exercise friendship groups support networks communicating all of these things that we maybe took for granted slightly i think uh, are um yeah hopefully uh, are taken less for granted um we heard uh, marcus the other day um joss butler talking about the the plans to uh, resume training and obviously that the hope for um test matches that will be played this summer but he, he kind of touched on um the idea of feeling performance anxiety and kind of the idea you know going back to nets pick up a bat again would would it be the same would he be able to um, play you know as he uh, uh, had done a few weeks ago and um, we kind of think that well everyone just wants to get back out there and get playing and, and kind of it's uh, you know be just excited about um uh, being involved in the game again, but that is that—that's an understandable emotion as well. Kind of after so long um, being shut away by yourself. I guess so. I think that's inevitable. I think because not many professional sportsmen have this long period of time where they're restricted into into what they can and cannot do. Um, you know, most would have a, a couple of weeks or a month off at, at most, come the end of a season or an end of a trip or an end of a tour. Um, so to have sort of two months where they're sort of stuck out the way and then, you know, confined to their sort of back gardens and, and not really doing a great deal. Um, but I think you, you've got to find some trust in there somewhere, haven't you? That it, it, you never lose that talent, you never lose that skill. It will jump back in pretty quickly after a few weeks of period of time. And in fact, most players who have had a long, sort of busy sort of schedule, this will do them a world of good because. You know, mentally they'll be refreshed when they get back into the crunch. As long as they've had the preparation time um, to get battle, battle ready and up to up to that international standard, it will really benefit for them. So, um, I think it could also benefit you know some of the county players to also give them that taste of, wow, if this if county cricket or my career is taken away, look what it feels like. So I'm really going to make the most of it while I get that opportunity. Um, so I think longer term, I think it'll be a good thing for a lot of people, and I don't think it'll take much for them to to get back up to speed. I mean, if the whole summer is, say, from a, a county perspective, wiped out, um, do, do you see that being something where the PCA and the, and the PCT will be sort of leaned on in order to support players? It, it can be very difficult, I would think, psychologically to to not be able to do your job, you know, throughout the the summer and then uh, um, um, of, of maybe not even be able to tour in the winter and so on. Yeah, I do think it, it will have an impact. Of course it will do because it's unprecedented, never seen before and how this will be. And I think already people are looking at it, you know, you're judging what they're saying in the media and, and what is being talked about um, on the airwaves. And uh, many people are worried already, as I think most people are in the game in general, because if there's no cricket throughout the summer, what happens then over the winter? And, how much revenues do the clubs get in and you know, how do they foresee the you know the winter panning out? It's you know the uncertainty is what really sort of does the damage, isn't it? Where you you're not really sure about what is happening, and you sit there and question yourself: what if and this, and what if that happens? Which is again a common thing for for people who suffer with you know mental illness themselves. Um, but you know you've got to hope that you know that the ECB are looking at it closely. You know, getting international cricket back on the TV would be a would be a first 
uh, first thing to be able to, for everyone to see, uh, or any sport in general. I think we anybody wants to see live sport so they don't know the result of the game. Um, but, you know, I think uh, hopefully it will sort of gradually unfold and we'll get back to normal. And I think the, the, the Professional Cricketers Trust has recently linked up with uh, Sporting Chance. That's the, the charity founded by... Um, former Arsenal and England footballer Tony Adams. Um, so that includes providing 24-hour helpline kind of all year round, 365 days a year. Um, Chris Milestone is working with the PCA as well. Now there's obviously a lot of um, uh, thought, time, tension, work being put into this area. What, what, are, what are your goals for, for working with the PCA? What are the, the sort of targets and, and aims for, um, I guess, well, the, the summer, the near term, and then um, further down the line? Yeah, so we, we milestone is is in the in in the process of of applying for charitable status. Um, so uh, to do and and the reason we're doing that is because we're raising money for for three charities. Actually, in the in the in the in the short term, we've drawn up a, a business plan which was going to be twenty four months. It's probably going to have to be longer now um, because of uh, because of uh, coronavirus. But uh, yeah, so so we're working with with the with the with the PCT as as one of the three charities to to really to help well, raise awareness of of the great and amazing jobs that that, that it does uh, and what it stands for and the support networks that it provides um but also crucially to to help fundraise for them um along with the with the other with the other two charities which is the the MS Trust uh, and Calm the mental health charity um and and so we'll be yeah working with them um in that capacity, really, we we're not um, we don't yet, at least. Um, obviously, we're still in our infancy, but we we don't have uh, helplines or, or or any of those sorts of services. We're 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 very much focused on on helping normalise the conversation around mental health and 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 raising and fundraising for, as I say, for those for those three charities. Brilliant. Well, um, just before I, I let you both go, um, Marcus, uh, your transitioning to coaching or you 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 know take up a role at Somerset now um, last time we saw you on on the field was running out I think with a helmet to field in close at, at Taunton on the the final day of the last season as Somerset pushed Essex all the way are you um not missing the the fitness work and the nets no definitely not though although fitness has really been the main go-to during this sort of lockdown period um I'm a keen cyclist so the roads have been brilliant to be able to cycle along and obviously the weather's been outstanding um, but I'm not. Uh, I've not. I've not missed the, uh, the the real detail of the what goes on when to be a professional sportsman. Um, I still love training. I still love all the the work I can do when I'm coaching. So the slinging or dog sticking um, and everything that goes with it. But uh, you know, you sort of move on. You know, it was time for me to to move into different things and find a different passion. And uh, lucky enough, I'm finding that with coaching. So I've been uh, blessed with that, if you like. And Chris, you you said how uh, you know cricket is your sport. Uh, what are your what are your hopes for the summer? Being able to watch uh, some some international cricket on the box, uh, or maybe get down to a ground if if uh, things uh, pan out for the best. If yeah, permitting, I'm an I'm an MCC member, so if if possible, but I I I mean I doubt um, we'll be able to watch cricket in in in. In person, I think a lot of it's going to be behind closed doors and and on the TV. But yeah, very much, very much hoping that uh, yeah we can we can get some cricket back. Brilliant. Well, thanks both for your time. Um, we wish you great success in the work that you're doing. 
There are several websites out there with further information, including the pca.co.uk forward slash trust, um, teammilestone.co.uk and mentalhealth.org.uk. Uh, as always at this time, we hope you are staying safe and looking out for each other. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back for more soon with the Switch It podcast on espncrickinfo.com. Bye.